0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre sales to select campus events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless.
1: Oh, yeah. Great. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. And we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers tirerack.com is the way tire buying should be and this right here the odd couple is the way sports talk radio should be so keep it locked right here for the next 3 hours on Fox Sports Radio the iHeartRadio app or SiriusXM channel 83 however you may be listening we got Ephraim from Salam joining us at the bottom of the hour. But let me welcome in my partner, Rob Parker. What's up, man?
3: What's happening? Happy uh Tuesday.
1: Trash yes, Talking Tuesday. Yes,
3: Trash Talking Tuesday. That's right. The
1: third, the second hour of the show. You'll be to call in and trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. You have 30 to 40 seconds to do so. So get your takes ready. Rob, um, who you trashing today? <sighs>
3: I have to trash the Boston Celtics. Mm. You can't be trying to win a championship game one at home without their star, the other team's star player and Embiid. And there's James Worthy out there, James Worthy, James Harden out there, <laughs> and you can't stop him. Like, like, you know, you hold him to 35, 45. you win the game. You know what I mean? Like, you can't give right. up 45
1: points. Right. And he hit the game winner. Good for him. Nice clutch shot in that moment. So um, but yes, that's a that definitely, they are definitely trashable. And we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Let's welcome in the I couple crew. We got Iowa Sam is in for DJ Alex Tyshirt. We've got that's right. We got our man Ryan Bershinger running things for the super producer Rob G. And we have our Isaac Lowenkron in on the update. And Rob, it looks like, are they doing, I think, are they announcing the MVP on TNT? Are they? I see. It looks, they got the, right, is is the Michael Jordan trophy? Is is that what it is? Yeah, that's the MVP. They got the new Michael Jordan trophy. Is that is that happening, Ryan? Yeah, Barkley opened the envelope, Barkley and Shaq. And they have the trophy. I, I have the volume down, obviously. Ryan's, Ryan,
3: Ryan's, uh do we have it? We got a breaking news? We got breaking news.
1: All right, breaking news.
2: Breaking news from Fox Sports. The 2022-23 NBA Most Valuable Player is... Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. He's the winner of the Michael Jordan Trophy, finishing ahead of Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo.
3: Joel Embiid, MVP. Did, it, did they wow. say what the uh, vote total is, uh, Isaac? Not yet, but I can't yeah, wait to find that. out what yeah, the that, controversy is going to be. Yeah, Check that's, that
1: online, uh, yeah, Isaac. That's, that's what I just want to see, how close
3: it was or where it was. So,
1: all right. Thank you. Let's go here. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts? I mean, you thought you you thought up till the last moment almost, right? That Jokic was going to win.
3: I did because I was thinking of the voters and their thought process on the uh, analytics. Yeah. So I've seen the analytics defeated. I told you before they they tried to give the MVP when Miguel Cabrera had the triple crown for the Tigers and they wanted to right. give it to Mike Trout because of his numbers, but that didn't win. And I just wondered, you know, where these uh, analytics people are. And obviously it didn't work. Not this time um, as far as just looking at the numbers rather than having the eye test, not, you know, not looking at everything involved and just saying, well, his PER is better than anybody. So that's it. So obviously that didn't work. But I just I would like to see where the vote was. But uh, uh, that that's uh, that'll be interesting going forward. If they try to go back that way, because that's definitely a change from what they've been doing. I'm talking yeah, about the younger Rob, writers.
1: Yeah, I, it's interesting because I I feel like there. If you look a think about television, I was saying Embiid. Nick Wright was saying Embiid. Uh, Stephen A. Smith was saying Embiid. Will Bind, I believe, was he was saying Embiid. I think Jalen Rose was saying Embiid. Uh, I don't know. Skip and Shannon, do you know? I think they were. I think I don't think either one of them had Jokic. I think Skip probably had Embiid. I'm not sure about Shannon. He 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 might have had Jokic. But I I think Rob there was kind of a it wasn't a, you know, no it wasn't like guys were getting together and saying, "Hey, let's push Embiid." But it definitely was like more of the people on television, Rob, who were voters actually were pushing Embiid just you know in the course of a discussion making their arguments for Embiid and I don't know if that had any effect obviously at late in the season Denver kind of you know started struggling Jokic missed a few games uh Embiid has some huge moments and that may have you know had an impact on you know, in the voting. Remember, he missed the big game. He didn't play against Jokic when they went to Denver. But the one-on-one matchup earlier in the season, he demolished uh, Jokic, put 47 on him. And uh, look, I look, I voted for Embiid, so I obviously think they got it right. Do you think they got it right, Rob?
3: Um, Probably right, but their consistency doesn't mesh. I think that's what I'm... I'm trying to figure out, well, what is it now? Where where are we where clearly it was about? Because even with Giannis, I remember when people didn't want Giannis to win his second one, and people were questioning that because Giannis' numbers were better the second year, Chris, right? And it's just right. obvious. Right. And I don't know, Jokic, didn't he have better numbers or no? I thought he had better numbers, so – I, so, this year, yeah, compared Some he almost averaged numbers, a triple I think double.
1: Analytically, he did right. That's but what I'm the saying. Scoring was down. Um, he almost averaged a triple double. May have been down. He, yeah, he he came within two tenths of a right. point from a triple double. But here, you, uh, Rob, the triple double. I don't think that would have changed it.
3: No, because, no, not not. You know I what I mean, mean? Because, now because it was that close anyway. Yeah, it's
1: been a tad watered down just because of not not to, it is not a disparagement of Russell Westbrook, but because he did it four years, it's just now not, you know, before Rob, before Westbrook did it, you know. Well, it was a 50 it was year gap. My husband, right. My I, if somebody had done that and missed the playoffs, Rob, it might, he might've got the MVP. Even if, as long as he was efficient, you know, his numbers were, his field goal percentage and stuff was decent. But yeah, Jokic's numbers went down, Rob. Two and a half points a game from 27 to 24 and a half. His assists went up by two from eight to... Essentially eight to 10, 7.9 to 9.8. But his rebounds went down by two. But his three-point shooting and field goal percentage both went up substantially. So his PER overall, I think, was better. But Rob, what it might be, hopefully, this is a correction. And by that, I mean... As you've stated, we've had guys, a lot of the younger guys who are covering the sport, and this go whether it's basketball or baseball, they look strictly at the analytics. And you are right, if that's how they voted in the last five years or so. That's then not why how they did, voted this why year, not right? This year? And well. again, maybe it was I don't know the actual tally of younger guys to older guys but guy, we're just you know, we're making so a generalization
3: sure. anyway but you know right. like like that is the sense right of the, of, think, the of the guys who vote mostly analytics Analytic,
1: right that they're generally younger guys right. and, and stuff like that but i think rob hopefully now they're they're doing what you and i have always said about analytics is like look it's a part of the equation and it's a significant part we look at it we take it seriously but it's not the whole thing. You right. look at other things. You can't context. look at it in a
3: vac- vacuum yes, and just look at yes. the numbers and not look at the game or the impact or or what games like like who did you beat? Where did the numbers come from? Like yep. a lot of that stuff is important.
1: Yep, and it's interesting, Rob. The the Nuggets, I I think are four were four and they won four or five games out of the thirteen they played without Jokic. Um, so they had a losing record without Jokic, and the the Sixers were 13-5 and without Embiid, including last night when they beat Boston.
3: Let's go back to Isaac. He does have the breakdown. I'm just curious to hear what the numbers are, Isaac. Can you help us? Out of 100 votes, Embiid got 73 first-place votes. Mm -hmm. It was a route. Nikola Jokic
2: finished second. He got 15 first-place votes, and Giannis Antetokounmpo had 12.
1: Wow, he demolished. It was a route.
3: It wasn't even close,
1: and it's interesting because I, I think I, I think in the past years ago, Rob, everybody didn't vote for all of the awards. You know, you might vote for five of them, and then some of the other ones you didn't vote for. But I thought that had changed, but it appears that that might still be the case somewhat because I thought there were more than a hundred voters. I thought there were about a hundred and thirty ish ish, but seventy three out of hundred. Um, Rob, what does he have to do anything? I mean, does this, I, we know it's a regular season award and look, we've seen guys fall on their face. I mean, last year, Jokic out in the first round, we obviously all remember the Dirk Nowitzki embarrassment when they were beaten by an eighth seed, uh, the year he won the MVP. Um, anything in your mind Jokic has to do to you know, not justify because he he deserved it and he got it and he's he's a great you mean, player. You
3: mean Embiid? Is that you Embiid? Embiid, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Embiid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing, especially with the injury. I, I just you, I don't know how how healthy he is, Chris. It seems like it's
1: fairly. Seri- I mean, he yeah. going he's gonna play on it at some. You point. You know what I mean? But, but I, don't, yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if yeah. it
3: hampers him, and you know what I mean. Like to expect him to be. Himself when he's had an injury. I mean, I just think that that's you got to be fair for a guy right. who's hurt. If you're missing a playoff game, game one on the road, and the situation that they were in against Boston, you know he's got to be hurt. Ain't ain't no way. No, you're he's
1: yeah. There's no doubt. And I, I did, and and we talked about it with some of our guests. We I thought it was some gamesmanship because obviously he played through. You, you don't, know, don't think that anymore now yeah. no 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 i mean like you said you you ain't you're missing game, game 1, one. Right. And, they, and they had about a week right they had a nice little break and he still was out and so what what do you think charles barkley said last night they'd be crazy to play him in game 2
3: where are you at on that it just depends on his health i mean you can't i agree like he if, he, go by if, health. if he's good to go you got to play if if you really feel you can play and you're not going to hurt your team I'm not into you know like like you're hurting your team and and you're playing like if you can't play and and not be a a, a liability then you sh- right. then you should uh you should play
1: yeah I, I agree I think go on his health don't force him back like if they had lost game two or game one maybe it's like look he's 80 percent but He's still a little banged up, but let's get him out there. We need this game. Um, I'm not doing that. But if he's ready to play, Rob, if he's maybe, you know, shown in practice that he can go, all the players have seen it, the coaches know he can go, I think you actually could be sending a negative message by not playing him. You could be sending a message that, hey, we got what we we did, what we came to do. We got one here. Now let's go home. Because remember, Rob, there was a thought, and I still think that thought is relevant and prevalent that Giannis may have been able to go in game three in, uh, in the Milwaukee Miami series. But because Milwaukee won game two and even the series without Giannis, it was all the thought was hey, we got a game to play with. So let's get Giannis a little more rest, and then he can come back strong in game four. And they they essentially surrendered a game. Uh, you know we don't know if they would have won, but you can you know they they theoretically surrendered a game. It worked out. So for I don't, him, don't but think it's you dangerous. do that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you do that. I, I think like you it, you said, don't force him back, don't rush him back. But if
3: he can go, then go. Right, and and you, you gotta you, tr- you gotta try to win every single game. Right, you can't be like, well, we got one, we're good, and right. uh, you know people say that. That ain't that ain't, we you could easily you don't know how this series is gonna play. Exactly. Out. It's just too it's too it's too hard to just think you can do that or play around with it. You just gotta win every game. You're not trying to give them another game or yep. or any situation.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, weekdays at seven p.m. Eastern, four P.M. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Yes, indeed. It is The Odd Couple. I'm Chris, he's Rob, and we are live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roll hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, it's the way tire buying should be. At the bottom of the hour, we're joined as we are every Tuesday by our man Antonio Daniels an NBA champion, New Orleans Pelicans TV analyst, and Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst. Rob, let's go to a game that was taking place last night while we were on the air. And the Philadelphia 76ers, without the newly named MVP, Joel Embiid absolutely stunned the NBA world, and especially the Boston Celtics. And when 119-115... Now, the big story, of course, is James Harden turned back the clock and went Houston Harden, scores 45 points, takes 30 shots, but hits 17 of them, so over 50%. Hits half of his three-point attempt, 7 for 14. And uh, he played great, Rob. And it was so, like, I don't know if you saw this, but it was trending, I think, on Twitter. They were trolling Some of the hosts on ESPN, not the main show, but just some of the shows during the day, were like mocking the idea that Harden might go nuclear and lead Philadelphia to a victory. And uh, people were like mocking them because of that. Right. But were you surprised at Harden? And um, what were your thoughts on, on what he did?
3: absolutely surprised because there's been so much bad James Harden in the postseason. Right. And, you know, it's not like he's been lights out and he's just been on bad teams and situations haven't worked out. You know what I mean? Like, he's been bad. (laughs) He's been bad. Right. And to put up that kind of performance where you hit half of your threes, you make the big game-winning three. uh, Great shot. You know, and all that kind of stuff – when your number one guy is down, and that's when they want you to step up, right? You know, next man up, who's who's available, who can play, right? And to steal game one in Boston, where Boston has had a stranglehold on the 76ers, is huge. I just, I, I, I think it's huge, and I'm not saying the series is over, and obviously Boston can bounce back, but that is something I didn't expect. I just, I just didn't. And uh, if you're Boston, you saw the way they walked off that court. They they were stung.
1: Yeah, they I were think stung. They, I think they definitely look. They've shown a, a propensity for this, Rob. At times during the regular season, what they lost a 29 point lead to the Nets. I remember it? that at home. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, game. they they let Atlanta hang around longer than they should have in the first round, went six games with them. Yep, that's another one. They they do this, and I think last night there is no doubt that they took uh, Philadelphia lightly without Joel Embiid but, but, playing. Now, that's not to take anything away from the Sixers because Maxie played great with 26, and and Harden was spectacular. I'm surprised that Philadelphia won. I am not honest. – I'm going to be honest, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I'm not that surprised by James Harden, and here's why. I firmly believe – I get it, he's older. But, Rob, I firmly believe that James Harden, if he still was in Houston or if Embiid was out for the entire season or something like that, I think Harden could put up numbers similar – to what he did in Houston during his heyday, like I, I, I mean, that's what he played like last night. It was a lot of one on one, him dribbling at the top of the key, creating space and shooting the three, or going by somebody, like he used to do in Houston. I think he can still do that, and I, he is correct. He said in the post game that not many guys can switch from being, you know, this big time scorer to being a point guard and true true point guard and playmaker like he has in Philadelphia, Rob. And we know he did it in Brooklyn. I think James Harden is one of the very few players in NBA history who has been an all-time elite scorer and could also be an all-time elite like, point guard, playmaker. He's shown it. I think he was great in Brooklyn. We talked about it, Rob. Had he stayed healthy... His first year in Brooklyn, we thought he could have been the MVP. I mean, people were holding it against him that he quit on the Rockets. We get it. But he was playing fantastic. Kyrie was like, look, I'll get off the ball. This dude is, is balling. So I'm not surprised that he had this in him. Um, And, Rob, I got to say this. I thought it was – set. this does not, like, change my mind or give me confidence that Harden won't still perhaps be that guy that shrinks in the biggest moment. I get it. It was a big game. It was a big but shot. I, I, I get it. He hit the three. But, did Rob, this, there was no pressure on James Harden. Like, this this is game one. Your superstar's out. You're not supposed to win. Nobody thinks you're going to win. And you just playing with house money. Nobody expects anything. I'm just going to go out there and ball. I can shoot all I want because MB's not here. I want to see him do – and then he don't have to score 45. I don't even think he has to score 30. I'm not asking for Houston Harden. I'm just saying when you're in a big game, play your game. Don't look tentative or get tentative. Don't, you know, run from the moment. Don't run from the ball. Play your game. If your game now is 23-11, and fine. Be aggressive and play your game. Rock, even if you're aggressive and you just kind of off that game, you can still impact the game positively in other ways if you don't shrink. And so that's what I want to see. In a game six, a game seven, a a closeout game, whatever it might be, I just got to see it on a bigger stage. Cause look, Harden's had big playoff games. It's not like he's always been horrible in the playoffs. It's just in those crucial games. A lot of times he would go tentative, right? It was like, he wouldn't shoot or he just, he just wasn't himself. Wasn't aggressive like usual. And so I want to see him stay aggressive. This doesn't, doesn't seal the deal for me that he's going to deliver when the stakes are
3: the highest. That's fair but in that situation and it's true no one expected them to win so it does help you a little bit where you you know say to yourself you know if we don't win no one's going to going to bury me or 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 kill me but that still doesn't mean automatically you're going to make those big shots and do what you have to do like that that's just one of those things it could turn the series i'm i'm not saying it oh, it, absolutely. it will but it could because now going in you know, they got to have a different feel, and they got what they needed, which was a split in Boston. They got what they needed and hoping that Embiid uh, can uh, can bounce back.
1: Rob, this is why, and you and I talked about it earlier, and there's these rumors and reports out there. We we asked Mark Stein, the great NBA insider, about it late last week. Um, Are these hardened to Houston rumors – Legit. And he said people around the NBA believe they are legit. And Rob, first of all, those should not be out there right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, how in the world does James Harden or his agent allow that to even be
3: out there? Because they want it out there. I mean, you're right. (laughs) Right? During the playoff series, we got a chance to win a championship? I can remember in Detroit... After the Pistons won Chris the championship in two thousand four, and then the next year, remember they went back to the finals against right. San Antonio, First. and the rumors were out about Larry Brown interviewing at Cleveland. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, like and that's, that was Larry Brown. That you that was that. typical. Like what? Yeah, yep. dude, that dude was the mayor of Detroit. Can I tell you that? Like Larry, like Larry. I didn't understand that. How much love do you need? Uh, you know, you. like, like you won an unbelievable championship. You beat Shaq and Kobe and Larry Brown, Chris. You know this. He put his stamp on that team. Oh, he made yeah. Cha- Chauncey a better player. They played defense no like that. Wasn't like he just he, showed up yeah. and the team was already good. That that no. that's not what I happened. I mean, they were pretty good, right? Remember,
1: they won fifty under Rick Carlisle, but, but they, yeah, weren't they weren't right. No, they weren't a championship team, right? No doubt. You're right. And, but Rob, you know Larry Brown, as great a coach as he is. He I I have not seen a coach, and maybe even a player, at least publicly, that had wanderlust Always. as much as Larry Brown. Always. I mean, it's legendary. Now, did that affect how did that affect the series at all? Do you think it affected no, um, the players at all? Or? No, because
3: they 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 knew what Larry was. Yeah, but they they could have Chris. I mean, you know there was a big gaff in that playoff series. Yes, Rasheed. Rasheed no, left, yeah, left. Yeah, was Rasheed yeah, left? Uh, Rasheed left. Robert, Robert Ory and, yeah. and 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 um, to, yeah, to they trap. won that. You remember yeah. that to trap uh, Ginobili? Ginobili. Yep, yeah, to, I was sitting right over there to trap him, and Ginobili yeah. passed it out, and Robert Ory hit a shot, and then then the the Pistons had a chance. If you remember, Rip Hamilton had a shot with three or four seconds to right. go that didn't right. go in. But anyway, my point is, um, I don't think that that affected him, but it was just weird. Like, you won a championship, you're going for your second trip, you know what I mean, to tell everybody yep. it wasn't a fluke, Chris, to make it back-to-back years, and then yeah, and then your, was, your name's being mentioned for I another team. I do remember
1: team. that. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, but, Rob... This is why you and I both thought it was ridiculous on both Houston's and James Harden's part. James Harden, you still got a lot left. He still, like, he shouldn't give up his quest. They may win it. I don't think they'll win it this year, but, you know, they're in the hunt. But if they don't win it this year, don't give up your
3: quest to win it. Like, go to Houston for what? After a performance like that, why would you want to waste it on a team going nowhere? Like, right. Like you're at the end of your career. I I don't understand if if you could do that, you can be on a team, stay with the Sixers, or at least if you if you really got to move, Chris, then at least go to a team that got a shot. Right. But to go back to Houston so that you could you could you know what in a couple of years you could live in Houston and go to the strip clubs, do whatever you want. You could do all that, Rob. You and could do got all that. All, you got the it off ain't off like is the only place with those right. clubs. But I'm just saying, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I, I don't. And understand you're right. In the
1: offseason, like the NBA, move Rob, to
3: Houston if that is that right. what you like. It move to Houston. I, I don't get it.
1: I mean, during the season, it it all it really like the notion of so and so doesn't want to live here, and that's why he's leaving the team. I mean, players are free to go where they want. I'm just saying. When you live in an NBA city, during the season, you're traveling a lot. Right. And then in the offseason, you can live wherever you want. You don't have to stay in that city. So if you just are in love with the city of Houston and the nightlife and all that, you got the whole offseason to do that.
3: Yeah, I don't care. And don't you can
1: bring – you're an NBA superstar. You're not just an NBA player. you an NBA superstar. Heck, you can bring the party to you, to you wherever you're at. So I, I I Rob it would be I would be disappointed in James. It would just be like you just selling yourself short. You
3: know, you playing with Joel Embiid, why wouldn't you stay there and try and try to at least win right. win one championship and then and then uh not not that it's it, it's going to d- totally define you, but it it can it, it enhances your career. No, it doesn't define We're- you. He was a great player. He's, yep. he's done a lot of stuff, but it enhances but it would make who you are and how people look at you yeah. to say this guy, and especially if you go back to Houston to have two, two or three or whatever it is, <laughs> four miserable, three right. miserable years – to do what? To average thirty. Right. And I don't even know if he'd do that because they got the
1: young guys. They want to. They want to. You know, give some shine to. So it, it just makes no sense. So Fox
2: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Pauly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Pauly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, Well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point, there, Tony. Anyway, so you listening out there? Make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast.
0: At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
2: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there is just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Gold feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
1: It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. We got trolling and rolling with Martin Weiss at the bottom of the hour. But right now, it is all NBA. And Rob... The Knicks are down 62-56. I, I, Rob, and I, I've i always known Eric Spolster was a good coach. I'm, I'm, I, how in the world is he doing this? They got three undrafted players on the court. And they are beating the Knicks. Now, it's not over. There's still plenty of time left. But this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous with Jimmy Butler and... This team, I mean, look, Kevin Love was a great player at one point. Bam out of Bayou is a sometimes All Star, so they they're not completely, uh, you know, dismantled. But I mean, I, like I said, Rob, no excuse for the Knicks to lose this game, and I would even say this series. But right now, they uh they got a mountain to climb. Yeah, um,
3: and, that, and and it's just it, – it speaks volumes to you. Lot, like, I thought they had to win this game, Chris. No Jimmy no, Butler. They, they have the to doubt, win. You lost what, the first game at home. Like, this to right. me should have been like, hey, this is our season. If you go to Miami down
1: 2-0, we know Miami doesn't have a great home court, but still, and Butler presumably will be back at some point? I mean, come on. That's just – it's ridiculous. All right, Rob, but let's go here. The big game tonight I'm sure everybody's looking forward to is the Lakers and the Warriors featuring the two best players. I, I Rob, I, I mean, whether you think KD's better or not, at this point I think the two defining players of this generation or this era would be LeBron and Steph. Um, and they face off again. And I want to ask you, everybody, we heard Darvin Hamm talk about it, the Lakers coach. Let's let's play off of what he says. Here's Darvin.
2: It's the best rivalry of this gen- generation. You know, Brian, what he was able to do, like going to nine straight finals, and obviously Steph and those guys, what they were able to do with those four championships, like that's the rivalry rivalry of the generations, uh, particularly those two players. But, you know, it's again, it's going to be another fun battle.
3: Rob, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when I look at those two, and and I know they've played each other, and Steph has gotten the best of LeBron uh, as far as championships go, Chris. But I don't, I just doesn't. Is it really LeBron against Steph? I don't know if I really you, feel. You that. You saying
1: you don't think it's a rivalry? Yeah, I don't. I don't
3: know if I feel. Wow. I don't know if I feel that. I I really don't like. Uh, Why not? I don't. I don't know if you know. Do you need to be playing each other? Do you you know what I mean? Do you need? for it to feel more like it like you know they don't play the same position they do different things they're not really uh intertwined do you know what i mean like i don't know i uh, hear you that that, I, that that that's what i'm saying like that that's the part where i'm grappling 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 with it i definitely think it's a rivalry okay and
1: i i hear you on the positions though cuz when we look back at great nba rivalries at least with individuals I mean, probably, Rob, the two greatest was Wilt and Russell. And obviously, Russell got the best of Wilt as far as winning. He won 11 championships and Wilt won two. Um, And Russell was gone for Wilt's second one. He retired. Uh, And then Bird Magic, obviously, right? Um, Rob... Other than that, I mean, you, when you talk about individual rivalries, I don't think I can. I can't think of another one. We tried to make Kobe Lebron a rivalry, right? They I never, mean, Nike, they never, Nike was they never, on
3: board with that. I remember the puppets all, and yep. then and then the Orlando Magic said Nike gear. If you sure remember that. that, yeah, they played those puppets, Chris, and over the and over. said it too. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it. It,
1: it never it never happened. I think um, KD, LeBron, obviously they're the same position. They're the similar size. People would think that could be a rivalry. They've played a lot of games against each other. But I, I don't think that's really that big of a rivalry. Um, I think, Rob, this is a rivalry. And I hear you because I don't think we've really thought of it like that before. I uh, know I haven't. But this is a surprise kind of that they're getting to meet again in the playoffs. And let me make the argument that that might be could convince you. I don't know if, if you say, you know, some might say, well, LeBron, did he beat Steph enough? LeBron's the better player and he's ranked historically higher. But Steph's won the most three. They met four times in the playoffs in the finals. Steph won three. LeBron won one. So that kind of evens out, as even though LeBron's a better individual player, Steph's won the mo- most, you know, head-to-head matchups. Uh, Bird and Magic only met three times in the finals. Rob, right? Magic one, two, Bird one, one, and I think that we we I, I think the way we talk about Bird, Magic, and the way we think about it and feel about it. I think sometimes we 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 would be surprised when we realize, man, they only played in three finals, you know. Um, But it was they they what they brought was obviously they had the one game, the championship game in college, and they just they were both revolutionizing or saving, I should say, the NBA one was white, one was black, one was with the great historic franchise the Lakers, one was with the great historic franchise the Celtics. Um and even rob when they weren't in like when they didn't face each other, it was like the other guy was in the finals. Right? So 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 when Bird got there and they faced Houston instead of the Lakers, it still was kind of like, "Oh, is Bird going to get another ring?" when Magic doesn't or when Magic was playing the Sixers instead of the Celtics, it was still is Magic going to get another ring that Bird doesn't have. Like they were battling not only head to head, but battling for rings. And I will give you that they did play. They both played similar. They both were tremendous passers and they got their teammates involved. Neither of them other than Magic leading the league in assists really led the league in much. Bird didn't lead the league in scoring, rebounding. You know, Magic obviously didn't score a ton. He was 19 points a game. But they were like, they made winning the thing. And so that was part of the rivalry. And I would say it's similar with Steph and LeBron, Rob, in that, like, now, maybe it starts, it started recently. But now people are really looking at this like, man, who's going to get the most rings in this era? Is Steph going to actually get more rings than LeBron? Is LeBron going to be the guy that has the most rings in his era during his career? Like, So I think that those are becoming parts of the conversation. And um, they're the two defining players of this generation. They have met quite a bit in the finals. So I, I I do think it's a it's a rivalry based on those things.
3: See, here's, here's why I don't. I, I think what you brought up about Bird and Magic had a lot also to do with their teams and what you know those teams mean going up against each other. LeBron has moved around so much, uh, you know that it's not. I think the team is is a big part of it when you talk about rivalries. The Celtics, Chris and and the Lakers were rivals. And then you had these two great players playing for these teams. I, that, that's just how I feel. Where LeBron's been on, you know, they moved around. Uh, were the Heat and Warriors really uh, uh, rivals? No, the teams. You know what I mean? Like, rivals. that's what I'm saying. So I don't, no know, I don't know. I don't know. And as you said, and I think this is fair and accurate, that. That wasn't a conversation early on, and now maybe people are starting to say it, but it was never – I think it's recent. I don't, I don't no remember doubt. hearing it nah. when, when they were playing before.
1: I think it's because, Rob, and and again, I still th- – we both still think LeBron is better than Steph. Even if Steph wins this championship, it doesn't mean he's moved ahead of LeBron. Right. No, it just and gives – Some people his, say that. It gives, yeah. his, it
3: gives his minions – yeah, argument. Some people will definitely say that, that.
1: right? And, and and I agree. Like even when they were meeting, in the, when they met in the first finals, obviously nobody's thinking that as a rivalry. And then the second year, maybe you could have begun to think that. But then Durant joins, and, and that changed the dynamic, right? Because right. Durant was like the top player on that team, even though Steph was still playing great and putting up numbers. But it and it was so lopsided, and it kind of was just and it was kind of like KD versus LeBron, Steph versus. See, that's Tyrese. what I'm saying.
3: Right. That so was more you, like I'm it.
1: with you on all that. There's no doubt. But I do think now though, Rob, and like I said, maybe it's starting now. And it's not that's not fully fair to LeBron, because he's in his 20th year and he's much older, although he's still playing well. And like you always say, we're gonna count the championship if he wins it. You know, right? But and he does have the best second player, right? AD is the best, you know, player that teammate that either of them has. So it's not like it's a lopsided matchup. But I do think, yeah, now is Rob because it's Steph's just kind of starting to make people think he's even in LeBron's league, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's another player in the league right now that's in the same stratosphere, if you will, as LeBron, other than Steph. And I don't mean like LeBron's light years ahead of Kevin Durant, but I'm talking about when you're – there's no other player right now that's kind of in that top ten discussion. I mean, some people – a few people say Durant. Giannis maybe one day will get there. Luka maybe one day will get there, but they got a long way to go. So I just think these are the two defining players of this era – And that's why people now, they both got the same amount of rings. So now people are looking at it like, oh, wow. This is, you know, these kind of guys kind of are rivals.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess that that would have to be it. But up until this point, I never really looked at it that way. And the same thing, like maybe maybe if they were competing for, you know, this was the finals, you know, or or a chance to get to the finals, maybe – but somebody's not going, to, even going to the final. Forget about winning a championship. I don't know. It just—it well, doesn't I, I feel. I'm
1: that. If if like if if whoever wins, somebody's going to win this series. If whoever wins, it doesn't win the finals.
3: It's then it not, doesn't. It, right? Yeah, we're it, not even. It's not even it. a conversation. You don't it, go if, back.
1: It, right. If Steph wins this series and then they get beaten the next round or beaten the finals, nobody's. You can't take this to me. As, oh, he got LeBron. I mean, who cares? It was a second-round matchup. Unless you did it en route to the championship and vice versa. Right. Same thing for LeBron.
3: And still it would be like a a little bit of a stretch to pull it back and go, well, you know, and and it just depends. You would do the final count whether somebody wins the championships or not. And and you're right about the Durant aspect because if you really want to be honest, you remember that shot that Durant made in one of those finals, and it was like it was in LeBron's face. You remember that right. that that shot? So that was really the rivalry right there during that. But,
1: yeah, no, because I mean I think people thought of Durant and LeBron kind of as the natural rivals. Right. Again, same size, similar size, uh, same position, and it was it was kind of Steph versus Kyrie, if anything.